0: This is your cast, hosted by the York Politics Society.
1: Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to your cast uh, from the uh, lockdown bunker. Uh, <laughs> I'm Charlie. I'm speaking from uh, my parents' home in Kent
0: and uh, i'm georgia and i'm speaking from my aunt's home in swansea
1: beautiful so i feel like
0: we're like introducing a talk show or like (laughs) we're like and deck or something
1: (laughs) coming to you live (laughs) (laughs) um so it's been a while obviously we've had a lot of um sort of moving around and uh uncertainty and obviously exams as well so lots of stuff to figure out um but now we're hopefully able to get back into uh, into a routine with recording these things. Um, yeah. And no better time to do it, really, because there's an awful lot going on. Um,
0: Too much, some a, might say.
1: Yeah. If you'd asked me a month ago what we'd do the next one on, it would obviously been the pandemic. um, And we will properly cover the pandemic at some point in the future, I think, just because we have, we'll have plenty of time to, because this is, you know, not something that's likely to end anytime soon. Yeah, you made me
0: laugh the other day when you when I said, oh, um, we should do it on Chrome. You she was like, it's going to be around a while. And I was like, oh, <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> like a reminder. Like, ah.
1: Yeah, this isn't going to be like gone in two weeks. We're going to have loads of time to collect our thoughts on it. Um, and things will be constantly moving and stuff. So I feel like if we'd recorded one a month ago, almost everything we would have said would have been irrelevant. You know, the situation changes every day. But... Uh, now the most kind of uh important thing that's going on is definitely uh what's sort of spawned as a result of the uh the killing of George Floyd by police in Minneapolis in America, um sort of uh the protests that have uh, erupted as a result of that first sort of locally in America and then of course spreading across the country and now across the World, we've had protests in London, uh, even in my little town of Tunbridge Wells, which is kind of, kind of, kind of <laughs> yeah, cute, they, really.
0: Like
1: yeah, uh, so I mean, yeah, no matter where you are, you've probably um, either you've seen them in person or definitely seen them on the news, uh, social media as well, obviously, um, because it's not just the protests themselves; they've sparked uh, a, a broader conversation about race, uh, the role of the police. Uh, these sorts of things. So um, I guess, yeah, we there's a lot to talk about. So we can kind of uh, sort of pick and choose things that we found particularly interesting, things that are uh, important, things that are likely to um, sort of remain influential and important long after this, you know, because uh, for all intents and purposes, these protests are quite they're quite a significant sort of milestone there's not been anything like this for a long time
0: Um, definitely I think there's been there's been you know different kind of moments of traction behind the Black Lives Matter movement because obviously police brutality has been such a long-standing issue but I feel like this time has really been the time that kind of it's had so much more people like so many more people getting behind it and, like, even today I was scrolling on Twitter and I saw, like, it's day 20 of, like, protests in New York. Like, people have just yeah. been going so much longer than, like, in the past.
1: Yeah, it's it's not. It, and it's, it's another sort of notable thing about it is that it's not uh, the kind of situation, like, say, uh, in Ferguson. Was it six or seven years ago um, with My- Michael Brown's death um, where that was... Um, predominantly that was purely like a, a, a fight between uh the police uh and maybe National Guard, I don't remember, and um and and African Americans in that town. Um whereas now these protests are you know there's there's all walks of life participating in them, uh giving money to various charities and fundraisers that have been launched uh for kind of legal issues that some protesters have had or just to help you know uh yeah, the victims. pay the bail funds yes so
0: it got uh, to the point where um the minneapolis bail fund were like please stop donating to us because we have like too many donations like
1: yeah yeah
0: elsewhere and it's like when does that kind of ever happen before like too mm-hmm. many people want to donate to like get protesters out and stuff.
1: yeah so this is like become a a conversation that's not just sort of limited to uh certain groups of of society not just not just black people not just uh sort of educated white people but it's a much kind of broader thing there's definitely a class character to these protests as well um and conversations about uh race and the meaning of uh things like whiteness that sort of thing that's also something that spawned as a result of it Um,
0: yeah i think a lot of what has kind of spawned out of it that maybe necessarily hasn't as much before as well is like like you said about whiteness and it's like what we as white people should be doing i think a lot more people have realized this time around like this isn't just like a black v white issue or like black people versus police issue like if we have a position of privilege then we should be using it to kind of you know like lend our support and just make the cause like more of a like a universal thing
1: yeah yeah there's yeah there's uh, well, a well elements of uh solidarity you could call it yeah um yeah, and, definitely. and there's kind of uh some people are sort of uh the conversation's moving beyond like how white people should speak to black people on like an interpersonal level to sort of addressing this issue as a systemic one um yeah and it's it's no longer about uh people being taught how to uh acknowledge their whiteness in the workplace or something which can only really go so far to address a problem uh into something where you know everyone is taking to the streets uh tearing down statues um which is uh, <laughs> sort of a, a specific thing which we can get onto because that's uh, that's one of the sort of carryovers that's made its way over to the uk and has perhaps become yeah. the headline story over the kind of initial things about police brutality it's moved on to a, a wider conversation about uh, uh britain's colonial past um And things like that. Yeah, no,
0: definitely. I think at first it was definitely more like obviously because it was sparked from a police killing, it was definitely a conversation of police brutality. And then it has really opened up in a way that it hasn't before because it kind of made people like even people like us in the UK kind of think and look and be like, well, obviously we need to, you know, show, like you said, solidarity with people in America, but also what are we doing in the UK? Because I think there is this big belief that the UK had a colonial past and that was it and now we've like conquered racism and like we're so much better than the US but then everyone just kind of took a step back and was like oh well actually you know even with the statues everyone was like well why are we just allowing this to kind of still go on
1: yeah because there's kind of an assumption that because like well most police don't carry guns here uh, yeah that it's just not as bad as it is in america and in that sort of specific area that's kind of true but uh there's still sort of racial profiling done by police so you know black people in the uk or uh ethnic minorities generally are sort of you know disproportionately uh yeah they're handled in a different way by the police um and of course yeah there's other uh there's other things about race in this country um which you know also need to be talked about as part of this whole sort of holistic conversation
0: yeah um that there was a there was a statistic somewhere i can't find it now but it said something like I, it just really kind of made me realize it was something like um south wales police because obviously i'm in swansea at the minute it was like south wales police is something like six times more likely to stop and search you if you're like a black man than if you're white mm-hmm. and i was like it does make you think because obviously when you are like sharing posts or like reading stuff about like justice for George Floyd or like justice for um, other people who've been killed like by police brutality in America but then it actually is such like at a root level like it's in your community yeah like, there's,
1: might there's not be something everywhere
0: killed but like it's still like you know it is kind of purveying through even like you know where you like you said like your little village of like Tunbridge Wells it still is happening
1: yeah that, and it's yeah even if there's not like i don't know if we have a statue of some kind of slave trader here but like yeah um the uh institutional and systemic racism it, it you know it goes everywhere even yeah. though uh there are well <laughs> this is an extremely white area that i live in um
0: <laughs> i agree i i'm um from a village in swansea and then we live about 20 minutes down the road from the valleys. And I remember a few years ago, um, one of the like biggest headlines on Wales online for like a week on end was that um, these, um, not really a black issue, but like the, this, the, this family of refugees were moving into this village that's like up in the valleys and like nobody could believe it because there's like such a little diversity here that like it sparked such a conversation about like asylum seekers and refugees and everything. Because there literally is just, like, such little diversity around that, like, one little inclusion and everyone just kind of, like, went a bit, like, crazy about it.
1: Yeah, so like, like you said, um, this is sort of, these, these protests are spawning conversations about race that people haven't had before. And I think it's sort yeah. of making people who otherwise hadn't, who had sort of, you know, uh, overlooked this kind of thing in the past or brushed it aside, have... Uh, giving people cause to think about um, what, what racism actually looks like, you know, uh, and it can be in uh, kind of very overt forms, um, such as things like police brutality, you know, disproportionately affecting uh, certain groups in society, higher incarceration rates, that sort of thing, but also uh, more kind of uh, subtle things that, you know, are hard to sort of look at from a like analyst not analytical but uh statistical point of view. But uh things that will like definitely form part of the sort of lived experiences of black and minority people, um definitely in America, in the UK and or everywhere.
0: I think before you definitely kind of thought that there was a certain way that racism looked Mm -hmm. like and it was like blatant discrimination and it was like, you know, a white person like overtly saying something horrible or like treating someone differently because of the colour of their skin. But since all of this, it's like, even with the statues, I didn't even realise that there was a statue of a slave trader like at Bristol Harbour. And then even there's been a petition to take down one that's in Cardiff City Hall of a guy who was like um, really... Um, involved in the slave trade so you think that it's actually like really specific when when in fact it does kind of just it shows itself through all different aspects of society
1: yeah and so like the existence of these things everywhere um the the threat of of police violence and yeah. uh, being stopped and stu- searched whatever um the existence of statues kind of celebrating the lives of of people who just you know traded slaves or yeah uh, people who colonized other countries like um oxford are now uh one college not Oxford i can't remember which
0: Oriel college
1: uh, the students there are petitioning to take down a statue of Cecil Rhodes
0: oh yeah um, i saw that
1: yesterday so the existence of these things everywhere on top of uh, sort of discriminatory things about like um chances of being employed or promoted that kind of thing yeah um these sorts of things combined they still um it still leads to a kind of de facto segregation and yeah uh, oppression of certain groups that's not as overt as well actual slavery or segregation which yeah. you know some people sort of think because those things are gone that it's you know it's no longer an issue
0: i think As a white person as well, you can kind of think, oh, well, racism isn't as big an issue as it was, because obviously like slavery's ended, segregation's ended, but then you do kind of have to think like when you, if you look around and you know, you see like these statues or like you see black people who are like, you know, just like little like subtle nods to racism or like the fact, you know, the way that like you, they are like treated slightly differently in the workplace or like the way that they're even like, caricatured, even like with the whole like Little Britain being taken off Netflix thing. And you think that it's like gone, but then actually if you sit back and just kind of look around you, do you realize that there are a lot of kind of instances where it still is very much alive.
1: Yeah. And so yeah, the combination of all these things uh means that you know the average sort of experience of of uh of minority people uh, in their social life, in the workplace uh sort of dealing with uh bureaucracy of of whatever kind all of that is different um even if it's not as um explicit as uh sort of previous forms that we're uh familiar with like historically
0: what was the name of that guy who got attacked by the police you know the white guy
1: uh, what well, the old guy who got like uh, pushed over? I don't remember his name, but I remember watching the video for that. Like we just shoved him over and he's cracked his head on the pavement.
0: I've literally just googled "white old guy attacked by police." This is not <laughs> my, <laughs> my finest search. Yeah, but
1: that was a that was a sad video.
0: Yeah, no. Um, my friend told me yesterday that apparently he is like in critical condition. Like they don't know if he's ever gonna like properly recover
1: yeah and, and people people were kind of defending the police some people were like,
0: sort yeah, of, like, well, when should be like literally when trump was like oh you could have been like an anti-far like protester who was like trying <laughs> to cause havoc with the police i was like come trump. on but yeah no that that was quite interesting as well like um obviously president trump's response and the national guard and obviously the counter oh that would be quite interesting to touch on as well the counter protests.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah, like we've had that here. Um,
0: so, like the all those protests.
1: Yeah, and the guy pissing on the uh, what was it? The PC Keith Palmer memorial thing outside Westminster, which is just you couldn't write that kind of stuff. He, he, he even said to the the judge that he was uh, he was there to protect statues, but he didn't know which ones. And
0: then the it... video on Twitter, it was just like them all fighting the police, and I was like. You're all here to protect these statues, so why are you fighting each other? There was nobody yeah. even there. Because it,
1: it's kind of like it's it's not it's an outburst almost not directed at anything. It's it's kind of
0: and then it it kind of does go back to coronavirus a little bit as well because you think is everyone just bored? Like was it's everyone just? A, it's probably is an, an element just... of that.
1: I feel like that's maybe why Velusik was happening as well because you got to remember the backdrop of this is that like uh like millions of uh of American workers are on welfare at the moment
0: yeah um, unemployment is ridiculously high in america at the minute
1: so like people are people are poor like i i i and there's kind of there's there's an attitude so i want to talk about like uh the the sort of i think of it as a fallacy of uh what's considered a an acceptable level of protest um people sort of saying um oh well you know they've discredited themselves by looting or by attacking the police um yeah. or the fact that they're not wearing masks the fact that they're too close to Keller during lockdown the fact they're out during lockdown at all um that sort of thing or like they're taking down statues you know they're erasing history or whatever but yeah. I, I feel like you know, especially uh, including Black Lives Matter as a movement, it's it's been uh, shown repeatedly, especially in America, that for people who, uh, well, for people in power and uh, for lots of sort of media figures and, well, a large chunk of the American public, there is no such thing as an acceptable level of protest. You know, the thought that someone could kneel down during the national anthem in an NFL, NFL match is unacceptable to to these people you know so like
0: oh, this morning was talking about taking a knee yeah Why did you say that it was some he thought that taking a knee came out originated from game of thrones like that's where people got the idea from
1: <laughs> I, I don't i don't know i thought it was just because everyone stands during the national anthem and it's a way of showing that you're not standing for that what's he gonna do lie down sit cross-legged i don't know <laughs>
0: that will be like the next extreme like taking a knee isn't good enough you just need to do like a full body plank
1: yeah doing a renegade or something behind while you're
0: (laughs) so it's gonna be like our generation's taking the knee it's
1: probably already happening at the protests like
0: oh i've seen some i've seen i've seen some videos of some like protesters dancing and everything There's been a lot of good kind of coverage to come out of the protests but then like you said there's been so much bad as well i think a lot of People's opinions to protests is it's fine until it affects me. Like yeah, if you until... when I'm done.
1: Yeah. So like they like the message of it, but the moment it actually, you know, comes close to doing anything is is when it's gone too far. So like, you know, the idea that they sort of walk around sort of peacefully, especially now, two meters apart with masks on, you know, lots of hand sanitizer going around, whatever. You yeah, know that's all well and good, but like that's not gonna get anything done. There's no legislation that's gonna happen as a result of that. It needs to have
0: passed as well. You know, Black Lives Matter isn't. It doesn't. Hasn't originated like since the murder of George Floyd. It's been around. You know, I think we, especially as a generation, have grown up with um, police killings being kind of almost kind of normalised. It's like so many people die at the hands of police brutality. Yeah, and then... no one's
1: surprised about it anymore when you hear yeah. about another white cop killing a black guy, like it's...
0: I think this is why this one was so important, especially for the movement, because they were like, we don't want this to just be another black guy who's just like a 24-hour news cycle, and then we yeah. move on.
1: Yeah, it, was, it wasn't just a, a hashtag, and it wasn't just um, the family sort of, uh, you know, uh, toiling away in court, trying to get some kind of justice. You know, it was actual direct action, um, yeah you know whatever you may think of looting you know you think of uh, uh, small businesses kind of suffered that may or may not be true but that sort of thing kind of has to happen to you know you've got to crack some eggs to make an omelette you know uh... <laughs>
0: Definitely. And i was talking to my parents about this funnily enough shout out to my mom she's gonna listen to this but um <laughs> i was talking to my parents about it and they were like oh you know it just crosses the line you know people are going into um Going in and stealing bags you know what what are you getting from stealing a Gucci bag during a protest and I'm like yeah but also like who cares <laughs> like,
1: yeah well and also yeah it's, it's one thing if it's like a small business being burned down it's another thing if like a Target or a Walmart is robbed like that is I I you know I will sleep soundly knowing that happens I do not care but
0: like Gucci and Hermes bags that they've just ran in and grabbed I'm like okay obviously that's not really a good message to be putting out but people are yeah. getting so- offended and like defensive about businesses who would actually like just do not care about them
1: yeah yeah but also these protests they're they're like well they're not spontaneous but they're not centralized there's no ceo of black lives matter or antifa or something that there's no sort of collective committee or board of the protest saying right if we do this this will be good optics we should do this if we do this no exactly If, if 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 you have police killing people for no reason there's going to be an outburst the the question should not be of how should the protesters behave but like maybe what the fuck are we doing if this is what we're driving people to end up you know if, if causing a sort of reaction from people
0: a lot of people have been focusing on oh the pro the way the protesters behave and it's like well the cause f- Well, the way the protesters are behaving is the way the police have been behaving for years and years and years.
1: Yeah, it seems like protesters are held to a way higher standard than the fucking police are, who are meant to be enforcing the rule of law and whatever, but...
0: Like you said, because there's no CEO of Black Lives Matter, you know, if someone decides that they want to burn down a shop or, like, a Chick-fil-A or, like, something American, no, like who is held accountable for that? And then I think that makes it so easy for people who are like against the Black Lives Matter movement to kind of turn it into, oh, well, you know, they're all just rioting and looting and it's just an excuse. And it's like...
1: They use it to discredit the entire thing.
0: And it's like, um, it's all that, you know, one bad apple doesn't spoil the bunch and whatever. The message I mean, is still the same.
1: It's not like uh, Black Lives Matter is institutionally kind of against small businesses or something, you know, in the same way that the American police is quite transparently uh, sort of, well, race, like institutionally racist, and not not just because some police shoot black people when they have no reason to, but also because um, there's a very obvious closing of the ranks of police when that sort of thing happens, you know, there, there's, there's no proper accountability All the sort of internal... Measures of dealing with police are not exercised properly. Um, you know, considering the gravity of what they of what, what something like you know, killing an innocent person that is, you know, that there's no sort of proper justice exacted by the police when they have it, when they easily can. But yeah, how does how does how does the, you know the head of Black Lives Matter or, or anyone hold accountable people who are looting? Um, at the end of the day, I feel like focusing on the problem of looting is just a way to distract from the real sort of core conflict here. Um, And this looting would not be a problem. It would not be happening if, uh, if black people didn't feel like, you know, uh, under threat by police all the time, having police that walk around armed uh, and they're very kind of uh, in America, especially there's sort of a, um, the, the kind of the fact that they have all this uh, uh, military equipment, surplus military equipment and stuff, it 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 gives
0: walking around in riot gear and carrying like massive guns for like yeah. a peaceful protest.
1: And they have tanks. Like it kind of it in it, it creates a psyche amongst the police that like they are troops in combat, they are in a military occupation, and so by extension. the the normal lay public are the enemy and and when you look at it like that it explains why police have been so happy to just pepper spray beat run over like people who are just holding up signs and shouting
0: Um, exactly it's like have you seen those videos of like the tanks actually going in like to the protest it's actually so crazy and i think yeah no like you said that's what makes them feel like they can just kind of open fire with rubber bullets and like pepper spray and stuff. I didn't realise until this, rubber bullets actually aren't bullets made of rubber, they're just bullets with like a rubber coating on them. So that's why like people have been like getting so damaged by them. I saw one of like a guy who like had to have one of his eyes removed and stuff because he got hit in the eye.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I saw that. And like if you get shot by enough of them, it can kill you because they do make you bleed, you know, if they hit you in the right place or or the wrong place, um, then it's you know they're lethal pepper spray as well you know tear gas all that sort of stuff it's it's not like it's it's not yeah it's not the same as using live ammunition but like it's not exactly passive either like it it fucking hurts and it's and it's it's really nasty stuff um and
0: masks on and their gloves holding their signs and they suddenly just like spray the entire lot
1: yeah bottom line it's dick move um uh, basically (laughs) and it can kill people and it has killed people um and on top of this you know police do carry guns and they do use some tasers as as well another thing that can kill people um
0: back to kind of the whole accountability of like racism being a more widespread thing because then i'm sure like i don't know if you saw the petition that it's like the uk is actually one of the biggest exports to america of like riot gear and tear gas and i think it was
1: like
0: yeah so like i think. Well, our MP um, for York Central, Rachel Maskell or Raquel, I'm yeah.
1: not sure. Maskell, yeah. But,
0: um, she actually signed a letter along with like a massive list of MPs to like end the exports to America because, mm. it, you know, it's all for, you know well and good saying America shouldn't be doing this, but then it's like, oh, well, actually, everything's coming from the UK.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's not like we're completely detached from this issue. We're yeah. uh, complicit in it and actually sort of, actively participating in it by giving them this stuff I guess one other thing we could talk about is the uh more specifically pertaining to the uk is the uh stuff about statues because um, yeah. there's been a thing that's been going on in america for uh, quite a few years now with like the confederate generals and stuff there statues that, that are up in um in the American South, being torn down by protesters.
0: All um, oh, that a few years ago, and they were like tearing down the flags, and yeah, people were getting imagine, so offended by it.
1: And I imagine that's uh, what's kind of inspired uh, the actions that people have taken in Bristol, um, why Why the government's now put up this massive metal box oh, around Bobby. the Churchill statue yeah. in London. Um, it's so funny. It, it, looks, it looks hilarious. <laughs> it looks like the... Um, What's the thing in uh like the is it an obelisk the thing in uh two thousand one Space Odyssey, you know, where like the you know, they have all the, the monkeys sort of throwing bones at it and stuff at the start and then it's like and then it appears on the moon, it's it, that's what it looks like. It looks really ominous. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't kind of It's just
0: like a big grey box and just in it is this like creepy old statue anyway. Yeah. Um but I've seen a lot of the debate about the statues kind of saying, you know, I've learnt more about the statues since they've been pulled down and I'm like well yeah that's actually true because like I said earlier I didn't even know like who Edward Colston was until he was like being dumped in Bristol Harbour.
1: Yeah the 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 statues don't people don't learn history from statues they learn it from school <laughs> uh, and you know maybe not defunding school would be a better solution to this than keeping up statues of slave traders i think um but also like yeah statues it's i mean literally it's a way of immortalizing something it's 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 a way and it and statues inherently kind of uh glorify what's portrayed like if they were just to teach people about things then would you have like a massive statue of hitler in like the holocaust museum or something obviously not that would be ex- in extremely poor taste and that's why you know having statutes of slave traders is, is an extremely poor taste when we're now meant to live in a multicultural you know diverse society where people are equal
0: yeah because people apparently um when i found out about all this because obviously the backlash was firstly there's a de- there's like a democratic way to do this. If you want to take down the statues, you should appeal and like get the council to like look into it and whatever. And then apparently mm. people have been doing that for years in Bristol with the Edward Colson statue anyway. Yeah, and yeah. Actually, and with the World Lives Matter movement and the tractor. Obviously, everyone's first defence is kind of, you know, do it democratically. There's a reason that councils exist and stuff. And it's like, okay, well, actually, nobody had been listening until. Mm this happened and even now like this has trickled down even like i mentioned earlier there's a car there's a statue in um cardiff city hall or somewhere uh, of a um of a guy who's like it was really involved in the slave trade and only now is it like cardiff's kind of thinking oh we should take this down and only now yeah. a council everywhere thinking oh we should take these down because there's a they're scared of them being torn down in the first place and b because they're yeah. actually listening
1: yeah it's like it's it's been shown that yeah in the case of the edward colson statue that uh, any kind of attempt to uh, bring it down uh, democratically was constantly frustrated and just ignored. Uh, what, what's led it to happen was direct action, uh, sort of people taking, you know, what they believe to be right or the law kind of in their own hands. Um, and yeah, the only reason that Cardiff uh, City Hall would consider doing taking it down is because the threat of it being done by the public anyway. Um, so like I think it's important that the protests do have kind of an element of violence to them in the sense that it gives the protests like teeth like it it, it makes it makes them potent and it actually
0: it it shows gives the them the ability to
1: exact change
0: yeah it literally shows the people in charge like you know you can't silence people for so long or like people are fed up like people want change people especially you know black people in America but also black people in the UK, even, you know, white people in the UK who, Mm. like, um, show solidarity with the Black Lives Matter movement because, you know, I don't think either me or you are particularly keen on having some old racist guy, like, immortalised, like, in really public places. Yeah. And it's like... It reflects
1: badly on where you live. And, like...
0: (laughs) And it's like, like you said, if statues were meant to teach people, then why would they be just, like, standing so tall and proud and, like, made out of, like marble or whatever like if they were meant to just teach people like this guy's bad then we wouldn't have him like standing so nice yeah. and jolly like city hall or whatever
1: yeah and also a kind of another point is like the statue of the Edward Colston one it was like graffitied and kind of defaced and then tipped into the river and now it's kind of uh got some kind of erosion from that and now it's it's been it took it was taken out by the council in the middle of the night and now it's going to be put in a museum and like i'd ask people to consider what's like more valuable like for history having that statue there at the harbour you know just clearly just kind of celebrating the accomplishments of edward colston or that same statue in a museum with you know physical evidence of uh, scorn that people had towards it uh, and kind of and creating a kind of um, uh sort of an image that embodies the entire uh kind of thrust of the black lives matter movement i think that's much more interesting uh and historically important than just the statue of Edwin colston who you know who exists and we know who he was anyway you know like
0: yeah like you're more likely to go to the mu- like a museum like Bristol Museum or whatever and read about him and then be like, oh, this has been taken down because, and then like talk about his past instead of just like walking past him when you're down Bristol Harbour and being like, oh, never really cared to look into who that guy is.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: The thing that I've kind of learned as well from these protests is like, if black people or people of color are telling you something like as a white person, listen to them. Like if black people are saying we don't like this statue because this guy literally like was involved in the slave trade and probably like killed like thousands of our ancestors, then just be like, okay, like, you know, we appreciate what you're saying. Mm. It's all Mm -hmm. people are so quick to defend and kind of try and dictate to black people what, should be what they should like what they shouldn't find offensive or what they shouldn't find like it's like even with like little Britain being taken off netflix it was all oh Snowflake's gone mad but it's like well actually why don't we just listen to people and then just kind of work out you know what we act like a bit of compromise yeah well we have to tear the statue down because if we'd listened in the first place and you know apologized for putting up a statue of a racist in the first place then we wouldn't yeah. here anyway
1: yeah we wouldn't have had this uh kind of uh, ugly, unceremonious disposal of the statue, but that's kind of what's inevitable. It's it's what's happened because there was no other way of doing it. Um, and yeah, there's like a there's, a there's definitely like a talking down to people who are involved in these protests, like telling them who don't really know what they want, uh, and that they're actually harming what you know their the chance of achieving their goals by doing this. Um, I think they're doing the opposite. I feel like they're coming closer to actually. Bringing about proper change than they have done before, but exactly because of this kind of stuff, because it 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 actually uh, threatens the status quo in like a meaningful way, and it goes beyond the hashtag and people posting black squares on Instagram or whatever. It's actually much more substantial.
0: I think Um, a lot of the people who try and kind of say, you know, try and dictate the way the protests should go, or try and dictate what the results should be from them, are actually the people who are like you said threatened by like change of the status quo or just like don't want change in general because they don't want to kind of have to accept that they have to like be more actively anti-racist in their lives like they're just perfectly happy with the way that everything's going and then they don't like seeing everyone just kind of shake things up a bit because it threatens like them on a personal level now whereas before yeah. <laughs> when it was just like in, you know not in an not in an awful way, but the way that the media kind of portrays the killing of black people by police sometimes in America is like, oh, another black man's been shot by police. And then like, justice for, like hashtag justice for whoever. And then two days later, like you we'll just forget. On. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas now it's like, this is literally like in your community, like I've never known for there to be like a protest like that down in Swansea of all places. Like.
1: Yeah. You're not had that since uh, probably the eighties, right? Like of.
0: <laughs> since of, the of minus. That is-
1: scale. Yeah, yeah. Well, like. <laughs> I don't know, I don't, I mean, I don't know much about like what goes on in Swansea to be honest, but
0: <laughs> probably being Welsh as well, like you know, with Thatcher and the minor strikes and everything, surely the one thing that little communities have learned is that, like, you know, you do need to take direct action. and I think it's very funny mm. to see people sitting like saying, Oh, well, this doesn't work, and it's like, Okay, well, what was your grandfather doing like in the 80s then? Mm,
1: yeah, so yeah, there's kind of, I think that, uh. People who are kind of, they, you know, they want these protests to be uh, entirely peaceful uh, and not disruptive in any way. Uh, It gives, what that really does is it makes them completely impotent and it gives people in power the ability to ignore it. Um,
0: Yeah, whereas now you, like, people are still protesting because people are saying, like, we will not be ignored anymore. And then this is actually making changes.
1: Mm. And maybe yeah, maybe actually dealing with racism is gonna take more than uh reading some news articles and um you know, being nice to black people in the workplace or something. Like that 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 that's
0: have sat the walnut on fire. <laughs>
1: mm. Yeah, sometimes you do. Um uh and yeah, I've I've quite I've quite enjoyed like the Well not enjoyed, but I, I, I do not uh have any kind of grief for the fact that a target was you know looted like completely empty of its stock
0: i'm not sure how true this is but apparently the reason that they set it on fire in the first place was because people were going there to get like water and milk and stuff because they'd been tear gassed And the um it was either Walmart or target and it like wasn't serving people or it wasn't letting them buy like um stuff to help them when they'd been like sprayed and gassed by the police so yeah. that's why people were so angry in the first place it wasn't yeah. just like let's go set this on fire i think one that really stood out to me as well was that um, this little restaurant did get caught up in the crossfire in Minneapolis, and it was like um, like a tyrant Indian restaurant, or whatever.
1: I remember this. They made a Facebook post, didn't they? Or like
0: when the family made the Facebook post, and they were like, you know, we can build the restaurant again, and like we can, we'll like build this back. But what you can't get back is like all the people who were being shot by police. Exactly. Yeah. They've taken it upon themselves so much to be like. small business or like business in general advocates and be like you need to stop this looting but then the actual voices of the businesses themselves are saying you know enough is enough as well
1: yeah i mean there's much more at stake here than like you know loss of private property um and i think people need to appreciate that um if we actually want to if we if you actually care about uh racism sort of being tackled and race ceasing to be like uh uh, defining issue in uh, people's lives uh, like in how successful they are or you know their life expectancy um, then you need to accept that yeah you gotta crack some eggs to make an omelette basically so yeah those were kind of our uh, thoughts on um, the protest going on at the moment um, thank you if you've been listening this far um, <laughs> probably will be our longest episode that we've put up so far so uh yeah thank you for listening um very and, much. and hopefully we'll be uh, back with an episode, another episode uh in the near future um so yeah thank you
0: everyone thank you
1: i i feel like yeah like thank you Bye. <laughs> <laughs> bye oh, no.